Listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode six, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello, happy Friday? It's Friday, right? Yes. It's Friday in, uh, after this has been recorded land, and I'm going to tell you about some great books, just a bunch of books that I really enjoy that I feel like talking about today. But before I get started, I'm going to tell you about today's sponsor. This episode of All the Backlist is sponsored by Penguin Random House Audio. The summer months are a great time for road trips with the whole family, but the car ride can get old real quick. Listen to an audiobook the whole family can enjoy and your destination will arrive in no time, such as The Golden Compass by Philip Pullman in anticipation of his new book that's coming out this fall, or Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone to celebrate the 20th anniversary. Or you can also try My Father's Dragon, which is available for free on tryaudiobooks.com slash family-travel. You can visit tryaudiobooks.com family-travel for suggested listens and for a free audiobook download of My Father's Dragon. We will have a link to them in the show notes, and we thank Penguin Random House Audio for sponsoring. So, some great books that I think you will enjoy. I'm going to start off with this first one that I will be the first to admit Someone said, you should read this, and I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Someone gave me Three Men in a Boat, To Say Nothing of the Dog, by Jerome K. Jerome, and said, this is the funniest book I've ever read. You should read it. And I was like, hmm, from 1889, funniest book you've ever read? I don't know. Well, he was correct. It is hilarious. I loved it so much. It's about these three lazy guy friends who were hanging around and They feel like they're overworked, so, you know, like they're super lazy. Uh, So they decide to embark on a two-week boating holiday down the Thames, and humorous anecdotes follow. It's just sort of like their observations on, you know, the time period, which, you know, was like current for them then, but for us now, it's 1889, so. Um, And also, there's a couple of, like, super, super sad observations, and I was like, oh, but seriously... One of the funniest books I've ever read, and yes, Connie Willis did take the title for her hilarious time travel novel from Jerome K. Jerome, To Say Nothing of the Dog. Um, So that's Three Men in a Boat, To Say Nothing of the Dog, by Jerome K. Jerome, which is, I just repeated, I could just, it's kind of a funny thing to say, Jerome K. Jerome. Anyway, moving on, Um, most of you have probably seen the trailer for Ready Player One by now. It's all over the internet, and it made me think of one of my favorite favorite sci-fi novels, which is Make Room, Make Room by Harry Harrison. Um, It takes place in a hugely overpopulated world. There are just billions and billions of people. And at this point, there's hardly any meat left. There's no animals. And everybody eats beans if they can get their hands on them. Um, And while this like super like dystopia is happening, there is a police officer on the hunt for a killer. But it's hard to find someone you know, in, like, a population of billions. So it's all about that. And I will tell you that this book was the basis for the movie Soylent Green. However, Soylent Green is not people in the book. That was something that they included specifically for the movie. So moving on, um, you've probably also seen the trailer for The Alienist, which is going to be a TV show on TNT. It doesn't have an exact release date yet, just sometime this year. Um, It's a classic mystery novel. I say classic. It came out in 1994, which is the year I graduated high school, but um, that was a long time ago now. Um, it's a classic. It's from 
Caleb Carr. It takes place in 1896 in New York City. It's about a psychologist who is asked to assist in the capture of a killer, but sort of like secretly on the side asked to assist because at this point, psychologists, also known as alienists, are sort of looked at skeptically. People still don't really think that you can look at someone's mind and like project how they're going to behave. So he's he's kind of working in secret with the police. The head of the police at this time was Theodore Roosevelt, and he is a character in the book. Um, but the historical detail in this book is amazing. Highly, highly recommend it. Another great book for summer is Arcadia by Lauren Groth. It's about a man named Bit and how he grows up on a commune. It follows his story through a few different stages of his life, like when he's a baby, and then when he's six, when he decides to finally start talking and interacting with the other people because um, up until that point, they didn't think he could speak. And then when he's a teen, he falls in love with a girl on the commune. And then the second half of the book is when he is an adult. And what it's like after the commune has disbanded. And what effect, like, free love and drugs had on the people who lived there. It's a really beautiful story about love and emotional damage. And Lauren Graff is amazing. Fates and Furies, Monsters of Templeton, she's so wonderful. My favorite novel by... Gabriel Garcia Marquez, while he has so many good ones, my favorite is actually his smallest, his tiniest. It's Chronicle of a Death Foretold, and it's just over 100 pages, if I remember correctly. And it is about a marriage. Uh, shortly after the marriage takes place, like hours after the marriage takes place, the husband returns the bride to her family and says that, that she is no good. Um, and so they're, they're embarrassed. And they're like, what has happened? And they find out that she has had a lover and her twin brothers swear revenge on the man who ruined their sister. And it's based on an actual story that uh, Garcia Marquez heard. Um, and it's just, it's very short and intense. And you know what's going to happen. And I just loved it. I just love that anyway. Even sometimes like when you already know what has taken place in a book, if they do it well enough, it doesn't matter. And that is definitely the case in this. Um, I'm going to tell you about one of my favorite books of short stories called Elegies for the Brokenhearted by Christy Hodgen. It's five stories that are elegies to people who were lost to the narrator of the book. Um, an uncle, a college roommate, a piano prodigy, um, someone who was a constant failure, and a mother. And this is just a very unconventional storytelling sort of way to talk about love and loss. And I feel like everyone should read this book and it doesn't get enough attention. So I'm telling you right now, Elegies for the Brokenhearted by Christy Hodgen. Uh, if you want to read something great and huge and enormous and also a classic, um, I suggest The Magus by John Fowles. I, again, this is another one of those people like, you should read this book. And I was like, mm, it's 700 pages long. Um, but it's so, so good. I could not put it down. I was completely riveted. It's about a young Englishman named Nicholas who befriends a local millionaire in Greece. He has taken, uh, Nicholas has taken a job teaching in Greece and he meets this man. And shortly after they become friends, Nicholas finds his reality and his fantasy life are being manipulated. And it gets to the point where he no longer knows like what is real. It's so intense and just, I couldn't stop turning the pages. It's so, so, so good. Um, the last one I want to tell you about is The Housekeeper and the Professor by Yoko Ogana. Um, excuse me, Yoko Ogawa. I can't read my own writing. It's about a math professor who has suffered a head injury and he can only remember short amounts of time, like eight minutes at a time, or excuse me, 80 minutes at a time. And he, he, there is a housekeeper who has been hired to care for him 
And he, like I said, he's a brilliant math professor. And, like, talking using, like, numbers and equations, he sort of, it's almost like poetry, like the way he describes the world in the short amounts of time that he can remember. And the book sort of describes what it means to really live in the present. It's so, so wonderful. Yoko Ogawa also wrote a fantastic book of creepy short stories called Revenge. If you like creepy stories, definitely check that one out. Um, but this one is The Housekeeper and the Professor. And for today's dealer's choice, I was talking with somebody the other day and I found out that they did not know about this memoir, so I wanted to make sure there are other people out there who know about it. It is Brain on Fire, My Month of Madness by Susanna Cahallan. It's a true medical mystery memoir and it's so good. When she was 24 years old, she woke up, she was in a hospital bed, she had no memory of how she got there, she didn't know what was going on. The last she knew, she was in this really great relationship, life was starting to get really interesting, she was starting a job at a newspaper, now suddenly she finds that she has been admitted to a hospital and labeled psychotic and violent, and she doesn't feel like herself, she doesn't know what's going on, and she was diagnosed as schizophrenic and dangerous. And the doctors, you know, were like, you should, you know, have her locked away. And her parents really fought for her. And it was due to a lucky encounter with a doctor who, which leads to this sort of like, sort of like house diagnosis. I call house like the doctor on TV. Like he makes like this brilliant diagnosis based on like these weird clues. Um, it, and it saved her life. And it's about, you know, what she went through. And it's about how this illness that she had has probably been prevalent throughout history and thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people were misdiagnosed and put away because people were not aware of it. And it's also, she also discusses, like, how she felt very privileged because it was, it was due to her parents and the fact that they had money and insurance to keep, you know, fighting for her and how unlucky a lot of people are and, you know, how everyone deserves insurance and to be treated as well. Um, it's just, it's so fascinating. So that is my dealer's choice for the week, it is Brain on Fire, My Month of Madness by Susanna Cahallan. And that's it for me this week. Um, you can visit tryaudiobooks.com slash family-travel for suggested listens and for a free audiobook download of My Father's Dragon. We will have a link to that in the show notes. You can also find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, Stanbeck and Malay, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Franzen Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with my better half, Rebecca Shinsky, and all the books to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. Shh.